Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my MVP gosh, it's time! Over. We've now entered the second week of the new look Chicago Bulls after the trade deadline, and it seems like they're starting to turn a corner. They've won their last two games against Brooklyn and Indiana, albeit both teams were a little shorthanded, but still some good signs from this Bulls team. Welcome into the Believe in Bulls podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Schultz. Great to be back with you. Hope you had a great Easter and enjoyed the holiday. The weather's getting warmer outside, at least it seems like that. Here in my neck of the woods in central Illinois, I know in the Chicago area it is as well. The Bulls are heating up too. Two big wins in the last couple days, one over Brooklyn, one over Indiana. That happened Tuesday night. Some really, really good signs from this team, and I'm saying the Vooch is loose. Nikola Vucevic has looked really, really good the last couple games, including a big game against Indiana, just a casual 32 points, 17 rebound, 5 assists night. And I mean, I do have to give I do have to give a little bit of context with these games. Both teams were a little short-handed. Brooklyn was without James Harden and Kevin Durant. It was just Kyrie Irving running the show. And Indiana was without DeMontis Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon. Miles Turner at one point left the game as well. So the Pacers weren't at full strength, but still some good wins for this Bulls team. And a really good game from Tomas Sadoransky against Brooklyn. 19 points and 11 rebounds. A really, really nice double-double from the point guard position. Kobe White still down with neck spasms is what it sounds like. Sounds like he's dealing with some neck issues. But Tomas Sadoransky, a really nice addition to the starting lineup. I really like having a pass-first point guard in the starting lineup for this team because their biggest need, and it has been all year, it has been for the last couple years, is a point guard. Now, I don't think Tomas Sadoransky is your long-term answer at the point guard position, but at least through the end of this year, 
He's getting them by. He'll do a nice enough job just to get through the end of the season. Maybe bring in your point guard of the future after this year. <clears throat> Lonzo Ball, maybe. But nonetheless, a great game from Sato. And it was a much-needed nice game from Sato against a tough Brooklyn team. Yeah, they were without Harden and Durant. But still, that is a good team. There's a reason they're one of the best teams in the East outside of the fact that they seem to be adding everybody, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin. They've got a five-headed monster, it seems like, in their starting lineup. And that actually, that's not even the starting lineup because Joe Harris is in the starting lineup, and he's really good. He's a great three-point shooter. Jeff Green is a good piece off the bench, so still, that was a good win for the Bulls. That was the first game at home with Nikola Vucevic, Troy Brown Jr., Daniel Tice, all the deadline additions. And then, obviously, Tuesday night, in the Indiana final score of that one, 113-97. to Tice missed that game due to personal reasons. He's going to be really, really good for this team on the defensive end, but didn't seem like they needed him that much last night because, again, without Sabonis and Brogdon, it was Miles Turner's show, Karis LeVert in there as well. Karis LeVert at one point breaking Denzel Valentine's ankles. That play was just, oh my goodness, that play. I'll have more on Denzel later in the show. Well, really, Denzel's family later in the show, his brother making moves up in Rogers Park. But now I have to ask this question. Is this how we expected the Bulls to look at the trade deadline? Because we heard Nikola Vucevic coming in. That's another all-star in the lineup to compliment Zach Levine. You've got Daniel Tice, a great rim protector, great defender coming off the bench. Some nice additions, especially Troy Brown Jr. is coming to mind right now. With Kobe White out, I mean, Troy Brown is turning into kind of a fan favorite, it seems like. At least Bulls Twitter seems to like Troy Brown. So the deadline pieces are starting to fit in. We're starting to see how these players fit into Billy Donovan's system here, especially now that they've had a few games under their belt. Because you have to remember, when these guys came in at the deadline, the schedule was grueling. I mean, they were playing. Bulls were playing every other day. First game was at San Antonio, then at Golden State, then at Phoenix, then at Utah. That's a West Coast road trip for a bunch of guys who had never played in this system, were learning to get acclimated, getting learning how to play together. Then they came back to Chicago to the Advocate Center. They had some practice time under their belt. Then the game at the UC against Brooklyn, a good win. Final score of that one, by the way, was 115 to 107. So I think this is how we thought this team would look after the trade deadline because you've got pieces now. I mean, Wendell Carter would never put up a 32-point, 17-rebound game. Nikola Vucevic did that against Indiana. And I think he and Zach Levine are going to complement each other really well now that Zach's getting back to full strength because you have to remember, Zach was playing on one wheel. He had an ankle sprain that he was playing through. So that impacted things from that standpoint. So you really had to rely on Vooch, which if you didn't have Vucevic, I don't know where the Bulls would be right now because you wouldn't have had really anyone else to lean on like that. Maybe Lowry Markkinen, who's been relegated, for lack of a better phrase, to the bench, which probably a good move given the makeup of the starting lineup. But could you rely on Lowry night in, night out and his inconsistencies? I'd argue no. Kobe White, obviously dealing with some neck spasms, some neck trouble. Could you rely on him night in, night out right now? Probably not. So who would you have relied on? Would you have relied on Wendell Carter? Would Daniel, would Daniel Gafford have had to come into the lineup then? I mean, it it would have created a nightmare, especially with Garrett Temple now being in and out of the lineup with injury. So having Vooch in this lineup now, you have someone you can rely on when Zach's been on one wheel. And obviously, as I said, Zach getting back to full strength is huge because those two players can complement each other in that pick-and-roll system. And you've seen it. I mean, 
Vooch last night against Indiana, 32 points, 17 rebounds, 5 assists. Even Zach against Indiana had a good game, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Not the most efficient night shooting, 6 of 18 from the floor, 4 of 12 from 3, but still a solid performance from Zach. He didn't have to carry the load because you've got a guy like Vooch dropping 32 points. Now off the bench, Larry Markin in 15 points, and Kobe White did play against Indiana, 13 points, 6 assists off the bench. So it was an all-around good effort from the Bulls against the Pacers. Another tough game coming up this week uh, against the Toronto, or I guess Tampa Bay, Raptors. That'll be on Thursday, April 8th. And then the Atlanta Hawks on the second half of a back-to-back in Atlanta. That'll be Friday at 7 p.m. So on the road, you're going to Tampa Bay, and you're going to Atlanta. Here's how these next four games shape out for the Bulls. At Toronto, which I guess is in Tampa Bay. At Atlanta. At Minnesota against the Timberwolves at Memphis against the Grizzlies, and then back home to take on the Magic and the Grizzlies again. So quite the road trip coming up here, quite the road swing. Still, I think these new additions are huge. Now that they're figuring out Billy Donovan's system, figuring out where they fit in said system, and like I said, I think especially even in the Indiana game, you didn't have Daniel Tice. He was out due to personal reasons. Having him as your ring protector going forward, that's going to be essential for the defense. I mean, yeah, they held Indiana under 100 points, which that's, I guess, a big deal in today's NBA. I mean, I'm a big fan of the 90s NBA, where you didn't see a lot of 100-point games. Now it seems like a big deal to keep teams under 100, at least for the Bulls, considering where the defense has been. Really like that. I think having Tice in there as a rim protector is going to be absolutely huge down the stretch. With Vucevic coming into his own at the forward position, you know, coming in, learning a new system, you're an all-star, you're playing with another all-star. You've got two guys in Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic who are not used to playing with other all-star players. I mean, Aaron Gordon's a solid player. He played with Vooch down in Orlando. He wasn't an all-star. You've got two all-stars in this lineup, both of whom have had to carry the load a lot. I want to say, what was the stat I read during the trade deadline? That Vucevic and Levine were two of the top three in terms of usage because they were carrying their teams, because they were the only all-stars, didn't really have a lot of support. So yeah, having these two guys now learning to play together with Zach getting to full strength. The Bulls are in really good position right now. They're still in 10th place in the East. They are four games out of the 6th spot. Now, they are also four games out of the 13th spot in the East. That's kind of where they're at. They're smack dab in the middle. So there's still a chance that they could miss the playoffs. They're two games up on Toronto, who happens to be the opponent, on Thursday, April 8th, as I said. So there's really nothing set in stone yet in terms of the playoff picture, which that's coming up soon. I mean, playoffs are right around the corner. It's crazy to say because we just talked about the trade deadline being less than two weeks ago. But playoffs are coming up. And this team, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, if they're going to make the play-in tournament. Right now, if the season ended right now, they'd be in the play-in tournament, which is an accomplishment, I'd say, given where things stood before the trade deadline, that bad loss to the Cavs, that that Cavs loss. I mean, that was that was really where I think things changed in terms of like the approach to the trade deadline because you can't lose to a Cavs team that doesn't have Colin Sexton and expect to win games and be in the play-in tournament without making a big move. And that's why you go out and you get a guy like Nikola Vucevic and prove that you're ready to win. But at the same time, If you miss the playoffs, maybe you can be in conversation for a lottery pick. I don't think so, even though the Bulls traded their 2021 first-round pick to Orlando. So really, I'm not sure what the situation will be 
whether the Bulls make the playoffs or miss the playoffs. I'm still pulling for Io Sumu to be in a Bulls uniform. He declared for the draft yesterday, that'd be Tuesday, signing with an agent. He's going into the draft. I'm pulling for Io to be in a Bulls uniform next year, whether the Bulls make the playoffs or not. I think he'll be there regardless. But either way, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. We've got the playoff push coming up. We don't know what's going to happen. Right now, you just got to focus on the tasks ahead, which is the Raptors and the Hawks on a back-to-back. Very curious to see how this team does on a back-to-back. It's the first time they're playing a back-to-back with this new roster. And again, they're on the road in Tampa and Atlanta, so it's not too terribly far. But still, going to Toronto, you've got to do a Pascal Siakam and a, that's a more talented Raptors team than they get credit for just because they're dealing with injuries and COVID issues. And then you go to Atlanta, you got, I mean, you got Trey Young and John Collins. I mean, that's a good that's a good Atlanta Hawks team, too. So it's going to be a good test coming up this week for the Bulls. I teased Denzel Valentine early in the show because his brother is making moves at my alma mater, Loyola, Chicago. And I figure this is a good time to talk about that because I really, I've talked about it a little bit here and there on my live show on WLUW Radio. But this does have Bulls ties as well because Drew Valentine is the new head coach of Loyola Chicago at 29 years old. And that means Drew at 29 and Denzel, who's 27, are both in Chicago making, I mean, Denzel's getting big minutes. Whether we agree with whether he should be getting those minutes or not is a different story. He's playing good minutes for the Bulls. Both guys making an impact on Chicago basketball in their 20s. They're not even 30 yet. And I do have a quote here from Casey Johnson at NBC Sports Chicago. Denzel was asked about Drew's promotion because it was Drew was introduced Tuesday at Loyola as the new head coach, and Denzel was naturally asked about it. And the quote actually is from Rob Schaefer, not Casey. Uh, Rob, who has been on the show, said, Denzel said, quote, I'm so excited for him. I think he's ready for it. Coaching is in his blood. He's born to lead. So that's direct quote from Denzel. Now keep in mind, when Denzel was at Michigan State, Drew was a graduate manager. So Drew has coached Denzel, and Tom Izzo has even said in an interview that he Drew treated Denzel like another player. He didn't treat him like his brother. So there's the bond between those two. Denzel is also around the program. I actually met Denzel at a Loyola game. I was uh, actually Drew's, I guess, quote-unquote personal photographer after Loyola won the Missouri Valley Conference in 2019. Just taking a bunch of pictures of him and his family, and Denzel was there. And he's always around the program. There's video. When Denzel dropped his first rap song last year, there's video of him playing basketball with Drew in the Hallis Recreation Center. And Drew was doing a full-on workout with Denzel. It was early in the morning over the summer, is what Denzel told me in an interview when I wrote for the Loyola Phoenix. The bond between those two is awesome. And I can vouch on a personal level covering Drew the last three years, four years. Drew's an awesome guy. And I'm really happy he got this job. And it really does kind of show the bond between the two Valentine brothers. Now that Drew's in this spot with Denzel getting minutes with the Bulls. And I I mean, personally, I don't think Denzel should be getting the minutes he's getting. I mean, I think if you look at the stats, the stats are good. But I mean, the eye test, I mean, watch the crossover that Karis LeVert had last night on Denzel because even Adam Amin said Michigan beat Michigan State on that play because I mean Denzel and there's a picture where you see the look in Denzel's eyes and it's just oh no as he's falling to the ground and Levert makes the mid-range jumper so I mean I really I really don't think Denzel should be getting the minutes he's getting right now I mean not to take away from Drew here 
but you if you've listened to the show since it started, you know I'm not the biggest Denzel Valentine fan in terms of the basketball player. He's a great guy. He is an awesome guy. He was great in the interview I did with him. And he's always around the Loyola program as well. The guys talk about how Denzel comes to practices sometimes. And sometimes he works out with them, I think. At least he used to. And I think he's going to stay even more around the program now that his brother is the head coach. Which is very, it's just so cool to me. Because if, you, if you've been following this, I know this is an NBA podcast. So maybe you aren't following the college basketball world. Porter Moser at Loyola, he left for the Oklahoma job last week. And I reported for my blog called Off the Inbound that sources told me that Drew was basically going to be the next guy. He was, I reported he was in talks. Those were advanced talks. By Saturday morning, the national media got it that Drew was the head coach. It was a whirlwind that Porter left for Oklahoma. And then I found out that Drew was getting promoted. Like immediately afterward, it was I got a text from sources and put it out there that night, that Friday night. That Drew was in talks to take over, and it, was all, it wasn't a done deal, but it was a done deal. So, changing of the guard in Rogers Park at Loyola, and it has to do with the Valentine family. I mean, Drew and Denzel's dad, Carlton, was their coach in high school. and he So, their coach's kids, and Carlton's even quoted saying that Drew was born to be a coach. You knew it when he was like three or four years old. Even growing up, Drew would be coaching kids during games when he was playing. And again, at 29 years old. Drew Valentine, brother of Denzel Valentine, the youngest head coach in Division I basketball. Really happy for Drew. And, I mean, on a personal note, I mean, he is just an awesome guy. And Loyola has the best dressed coach in the, in the country now. I mean, Drew is always dressed to the nines. And I expect to see Denzel at more games once fans can get in the stands again, which hopefully that'll be soon with vaccine rollouts going on. I encourage everybody to get the vaccine, by the way. Yeah, hopefully we'll get fans back in the stands soon, and Denzel will be... At Gentile Arena, I mean, he. that was the year in 2019. That was the year he didn't play because he had the foot injury. So he was he was at a lot of Loyola games that year. And when Loyola won the Valley, Denzel was at the game, got to get some pictures with him, with him and Drew. And I've shared a couple of them on my blog and on Twitter. And again, really happy for Drew, really happy for the Valentine family. And it's just, I'm wishing Drew all the best, and I'm hoping Denzel can get back to a couple games and, be around the program as long as he's in Chicago, because I know his name came up in trade conversations, so you never know, really, with that kind of stuff in the offseason. But as long as Denzel's in Chicago, I expect him to be around the Loyola Rambler program and helping his brother out as much as he can. I mean, I know people I saw like Matt Peck, formerly of the Bulls Outsiders on NBC Sports Chicago. He retweeted my tweet about Drew asking if uh, he needed a blood relative on the bench because he knows the perfect candidate. I mean... I joked about it. I thought it was funny. Like, you know, oh, yeah, like get Denzel off the Bulls by having him coach Loyola. Sorry, I I don't see, I don't think that's going to happen. I wouldn't leave a gig playing in the NBA to sit as an assistant coach on the college bench. So, sorry, Bulls fans, those pipe dreams. I mean, that's that's not happening. But either way, I mean, you've got to be happy for the guy on a personal level. And I know Drew broke down at the press conference. I watched it when he was sitting next to Steve Watson, the athletic director, talking about Denzel and his bond with him. And how close they were, and you can see just how much the two brothers mean to each other. Especially when Michigan State went to the Final Four Denzel's senior year. Drew was a graduate manager with the Spartans under Tom Izzo. So the bond runs deep. Wishing Drew all the best. And I wanted to talk about that a lot on this week's pod. Just because that means a lot to me. Covering Loyola basketball for four years. And covering it for my blog this year. So I've been around the program now for five years. And I, I wanted to talk about that. It was also kind of a slower news week. Figured it'd be the perfect time to talk about it. So I thank you all for indulging me 
first of all, because I know Denzel Valentine is kind of a polarizing topic on Bulls Twitter. I know C. Red Fred is a big fan, but really not many people are from a playing standpoint. But on a personal level, I can tell you who's a great dude. His brother's an awesome guy, and his brother's going to do big things in Rogers Park, I'm sure. Let's get to the upcoming schedule to wrap up this week's show as we do every show. Again, Thursday night, April 8th, Bulls-Raptors in Tampa. Toronto Raptors are playing in Tampa this year because of the pandemic. 6.30 p.m. tip-off, and then the back-to-back on Friday, April 9th at 7 p.m., Bulls at Atlanta. And then Sunday, April 11th, continuing the road trip in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. Second half of a back-to-back against Memphis in Memphis, Monday night, April 12th at 8 p.m. So that is four games in five days for the Bulls. It is a grueling part of the schedule. We are coming up on the end of the schedule because this is the last month of the regular season. So we're going to be getting clearer and clearer playoff pictures here going forward. Maybe we'll see. Are the Bulls going to make the playoffs? Or are they going to make the play-in tournament? Or are they not going to make the playoffs at all and maybe be in the lottery? We will see. There's a lot that's going to happen in the next few weeks. That is a wrap for this week's episode of the Believe in Bulls podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Please subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And also go back and listen to other episodes of the show as well. Please leave a review. I promise I read reviews. I really do. Sometimes I get really bored and just start reading the reviews on my pods. So please leave a review. I would really, really appreciate it. I look forward to talking back with you next week here on Believe in Bulls. Have an awesome week, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.